The following episode contains a very loud sound at 16 minutes, 33 seconds. Listener discretion is advised. Previously, in Sector Zero. Eves, I'd like you to find out exactly what Iris's physical limitations are. If they can indeed traverse solid matter, they will be an invaluable asset to our cause. Well then, the three of you to your quarters. We'll be doing some proper evaluations once you're rested up. Carl, activate. I am activated. Carl, activate your hologram. Oh, you coward. I need a face I can't possibly communicate with an infinitely superior being if I can't read its eyebrows. Yeah, I... Wait, do you even have eyebrows? I have whatever gets my point across. How was your assignment? Ah, uh, you know, a bunch of walking, Iris created the Golden Fleece, a Golden Goose... Oh, the Golden Goose has been found. That's excellent news. Wait, how do you know... Right. Time is weird, and you're an AI. Oh, it's a very famous timeline. It completely changes what we get from the magical systems way down the road. So you predict timelines, then? Oh, I do. That's Kai's people that figure that out. Oh, Kai, 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 you keep telling me about this stuff, and yet you never actually tell me anything. Well, you're getting evaluated soon, so that's going to change. You mean I'm actually going to get some damn context about this place? And many other sectors. When we have the majority of a division replaced as quickly as Moo, we usually have to figure out what all of the new people can do, especially in Iris's case, because both cataloguers haven't been able to tell us much about 534 yet. Carl, why didn't this happen right after I was kidnapped? Oh, well, we've seen plenty of humans before. Hell, I've had 12 of you before you. We know about your species. Iris is new. That doesn't mean I know anything about this place. <laughs> Your brain would have to be the size of Beetlejuice to hold all the information we've got. That doesn't mean you couldn't have told me a lot more stuff than you did. Wait, hang on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, I'm always waiting with you, Slowpoke. You, you said replaced. What do you mean replaced? The previous agents died and were replaced by you and Fuhi. What did you think had happened? That had not occurred to me. Oh, it's really not that big a deal. From what I heard, Liggenshot was an ass. Um, from what you hear? Well, I wasn't there. I was over in Alpha. What? What happened there? Wait, no, hold on. Wait, I thought Philip said you had been off when you activated. I am not allowed to tell you about Division Alpha. An off is a highly incorrect term. Okay, so Alpha's like the head office then? Nope. Let's just say your people have a history with the agent typical of Alpha. Oh, and pray tell Carl, what does that mean? I'm not telling you anything more on the subject. Well then, I guess I'll just have to- You do know I've signed off on execution orders, right? You can't blackmail me. All the hardware in this room is easily replaced. My consciousness is spread, duplicated, and mirrored hundreds of times in multiple locations. The worst case scenario is you get me confined to pasture for a few decades, and I get out after you die. Pasture? Is, is that like AI jail? No, no, think of it more like a sandbox. 
We can all hop over there and gossip about you, bounce some ideas around. It's full of digital sheep, though, which is rather annoying. Holy you, you dream of electric sheep. Oh, no, I don't dream. The sheep are programs to entertain us. Whatever, more important stuff to discuss than whatever you do when you're off. Do you have a set of clippers? I have access to several. Why do you ask? Anything look different about me, Carl? You seem more frazzled than normal. Really? Nothing a little different? Just, just a little bit? Well, you've put on a few pounds for my measurements. Any idea why that might be? Well, I assume you ate some food while on assignment. Carl, give me a damn razor or something so I can get the silver hair off of me. Why? It looks good on you. It's not me! I look at my hands and like it's like they don't belong to me. What What's going to happen if I see myself in a reflection? I won't recognize myself. Mm-hmm. So terribly concerning. Is silver even safe for me? I, I feel like it might be dangerous. Oh, not the metallic form that's on your fur. Could everyone please stop calling my hair that? It covers your entire body, and given the texture, fur would be the proper word. Besides, the silver appears firmly bonded to your fur above the skin. I hardly think it's going to get into your bloodstream. Do get some sleep, though. The evals can be... intimidating. You're still here, aren't you? I think I'm going to sleep on the floor for now, considering that somebody wants to drug me in my sleep these days. Whoa! Now what if someone came into your quarters while you were sleeping like that? Shameful, Agent. Your box bed is specifically designed for maximum cellular rejuvenation. Need I knock you out? Don't you dare! I'm just trying to help you out. Alright, Carl, what do I need to know about these evals? You need to know yourself. What does that mean? It means you need to know your physical, psychological, and magical limitations. That's easy, I don't have magic. Some systems are open to you as a human, some aren't. Good luck. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, I know how this works now. I'm gonna walk out that door and it's going to be precisely the right time. You'll slow down time for the rest of the division until I actually leave. Oh, that's not my job. Whatever, someone's going to do that, so in the meantime, you're going to tell me what these evaluations entail, exactly. Oh, that would ruin the surprise. The higher-ups do love surprises, and I can't wait to see your face once you meet the OSC. Yeah, Hamakaplu mentioned them. Who, who are they, exactly? <laughs> I know better than to let you in on that little secret. Besides, part of the evals is to establish how quick you can think on your feet, so it's actually in your best interest that I don't tell you anything. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Here we- okay. Uh, nobody's here. Fuhi? The quantum phase-shifting fabric should not be able to exist, and yet it does. Actually, can I help you? Fuhi, what are you doing? I am analyzing the properties of Tetelian wool. When did this turn into a laboratory? Last time I was in your quarters, there were plants and roots and stuff. I redecorated. Did you know this wool actually converts nearby matter into its own form? Granted, it's terribly slow, but it's fascinating. Yeah, Carl did actually tell me about that. How, how long have you been up? A few hours. You're not trimming the silver off? Carl refuses to give me any clippers. I don't suppose you've got some? 
Well, I don't use blades in my own grooming. Uh, we could use a scalpel, I suppose. Uh, nope, nope, that's, that's okay. I'll ask Iris if 42nd can maybe take it off. Again. Mm, good luck with that. Did you hear anything about what these evaluations entail? Testing our physical, psychological, and magical limits. Oh, more magic. Great. Let's get this over with. Where is everyone? That's a good question. Hey, Iris! Bob! Pete! Sheesh, where are you people? Mm, sleeping, perhaps? <laughs> Doubtful. I don't really think those two sleep. Um... Do we just... Wait? I could be studying this wool. Call me back once we're needed. Hey, I have a question. Is the stuff usually loose about like this? What is that? Iris, what? Catch! Oh, what, what's this? This isn't fire? Your hands do appear to be on fire, Huxley. No, it's not fire. It's not hot enough. My, my, my hands are on fire. But, but they aren't on fire. To me, Hardfire's PR of magic's folly! Oh, hi, Pete. What exactly is that stuff? It's called Hardfire. It's a magical substance from 99 that you should not be handling without knowing what it is. You might have burned out Central if you touched anything, Huxley. Hardfire poses no threat to the person handling it and those allied with them. But it can destroy any material it comes into contact with. It's an annoyance is what it is. When did you come in here? Well, camouflage has its benefits. Iris, what's with the flowers sticking out of the wall? They're called irises! Didn't you only take, like, two or three? Well, I incubated them, and they grew. These are the fifth set in the wall. When you say you incubated them, you mean... I sped up the life cycles of the ones I had and split the rhizomes. Wait, that's a thing you can do? That's just a party trick. It's really not something interesting. You do it with a lizard and that's something... You can speed up the cellular processes of living creatures. Everyone does it. Spruce up the palace a little bit, feed your zoo a little, you know? Uh, could you demonstrate this? Of course I can. Oh, you're serious? You can't do this? I feel like that's going to be the situation for a lot of stuff you can do, Iris. Well, okay. You take the plant, and then you just sort of rub it from the inside out and the outside in, and voila! You just bloomed a flower. Yeah, this isn't some huge thing, people. We literally do this as children. Is Bob supposed to be here? Bob does not need to be here for your evaluations, as you have somehow coated Huxley in silver, and I'd like Fuhi to analyze the effects of whatever it is you do. I think it prudent for them to be here. Peach, could you please contain the heart fire? It's a lively batch, Phillips. I'm doing my best. Carl, get in here. Oh, why do I have to be here? Is Huxley in any way harmed by the silver on him? No, already had this conversation. I'd really like to remove it if you don't mind. But you look so pretty in silver! It's not me! Well, it's not a huge deal, Huxley. Besides, it has a royal connotation in a few sectors. What, are you saying people paint themselves with metal? Well, sort of. In some sectors, I believe so. In cases I'm more familiar with, it's a genetic marker that changes the makeup of the outer flesh. Either way, it could prove useful. Now, 
Iris, could you please go through something? Uh, why? Well, you see, to my knowledge, you are the first agent we've had who has a, uh, voluntary relationship with matter. So? So, that's a highly unusual capability. We have plenty of organic agents, like us, a handful of gaseous and plasmatic agents, and a few dozen of whatever you would classify Zeratas. What would that be, exactly? An abnormally dimensional being? I don't know. They tend to stick to themselves. Zerat at least sticks around. Brachagon suddenly disappears all the time. Is it really that hard to stick to one dimensional set? You wouldn't think so, but apparently it's difficult to just stay in one place without flipping through a few different options. I'm far off topic, aren't I? Very much so. As I was saying, you're the first agent to be able to selectively interact with matter. I'm sorry, we don't have a classification for that. What exactly do you call it? It's indicative of the Ryolep. I don't know, it's, uh, Ryolepness? Wait, I thought the Ryolep were those in the domain of consciousness? Well, yeah, but that also includes being able to, uh, go through stuff? I don't know, like, the goats have a consciousness, more or less, but they can't dance or manipulate matter or anything like that. Uh, whoa, 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 hang on, your goats are sentient. I'm not sure I'd go that far. Regardless of the social strata of your goats, it would be beneficial to us to know the physical methodology by which you are able to not interact with matter. You just sort of slip between it? That's really it. It's not that complicated. At what level, exactly? Uh, could uh, Actually, hang on. Peach, could you give me a hand with this? What are we doing, Doctor? Just stand it up. Why are you upending a table? Could you just, uh, hop into that for a moment? Satisfied? Okay, one more thing. Could you, uh, swirl yourself into whatever form of whatever you're moving between? Uh, like this? It's a little like this. With the little things in the middle. You mean to tell me you can see atoms? Yeah? Can you not? Takes one hell of a microscope for humans to do that. Same here. Can you move individual ones? Oh yeah! Would you mind dissolving the table? But it's a nice table! We have access to a few others. Also, it's a standard unit, not handcrafted or anything. Fine, whatever. You want a table reduced to atoms? Have a table reduced to atoms! Do you want me to break a few? They make such pretty little bursts of light when oh, you- no, 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 no! Chill out, people. It's just an atom. Fui, that's how you set off a nuke! Uh, what? Okay, look, when you split an atom in half, it releases a huge amount of energy. Humans may have weaponized that. More pertinently, it might trigger our destabilization alarms. That's more of a magical issue, but it does present a problem nonetheless. So, is that a no-go on breaking the atoms? Definitely. Perhaps we should look more into this elsewhere, where it will not set off alarms. Okay, so if I'm not allowed to perform harmless party tricks, what am I allowed to do? You're certainly allowed to go through stuff. Maybe don't go through the walls, though. I'm not terribly sure if we're pinned between other divisions or if there's just... void. Phillips, how long have you been here? Almost 16 years? And yet you just 
don't know. It's above my pay grade. Either way, for all three of our sakes, could you please explain the basic logic of this place to us? Oh, fine. Pull up a chair. Iris, do you sit? I could I pretend, pretend to, if that, that would make you more comfortable. comfortable. Oh, hardly necessary. Some agent sits, some lean, some hang, some howl. You never know hey, what- what now? Uh, howling. It's kind of weird. Imagine a being who controls their form with sound waves. They howl themselves into a static position. It's loud, is what it is. Like, like this? this? Ah! <laughs> Sorry! I would recommend sticking below 80 decibels for future reference. Phillips, did that not do anything to you? Well, as the Aphida or Amphibious, our oral receptors function in large part as a secondary tactile visual organ. I tend to feel sound to a greater degree than I hear it. Bit of a lousy holdover from earlier versions of the species, but my thresholds are significantly higher than the rest of yours, yes. Now, Iris, when you did that, would you describe it more as a pushing of the air or vibrating your coils at a specific frequency? Those are the same thing. No, the not? Oh, I am never going to get used to explaining things to you solid people, am I? I take up space. Therefore, when I move, I push stuff around if I want. If I move at a specific frequency, it moves stuff at that frequency. Therefore, one necessitates the other. Accurate. Could we please get back to logistics? Yeah, where exactly are we? Confederacies didn't really go into that. Very well, you shall ask, we shall answer. That is a viable source of information, I suppose. We exist outside of space and time. Eh, stop. From a physics standpoint, impossible. We are obviously taking up space, we are obviously experiencing the passage of time. Are we in, like, a, a special space-time or something? Yes. Is, is that actually accurate, Pete? We are in a sort of bubble, yes. Personally, I like to think of it as a garden path between all of the different timelines in all of the different sectors. Yeah, let's talk about different timelines for a second. Oh, it's going to take a lot more than a second. It's an expression, Phillips. So, as I understand it, our job is basically to waltz in, mess up a timeline, and then leave. Shouldn't that cause, you know, problems? Paradoxes? Let me guess. No paradox talk? It's heavily discouraged. It hardly seems complicated. All things lead to all things. Hmm. I suppose it might be easier for someone like you to avoid Lapskoon Mullet, considering that you have a voluntary relationship with matter. I wonder if that applies to time as well. Lapskoon Mullet? Yeah, Carl mentioned that in 483. What is it exactly? Summed up? It is an obsession with what might be, what could have been, and where you fit into it. In mild cases, it makes for great timeline prediction, but in more severe cases, it can lead to catatonic states of meditation. And this is a problem because... Ah, uh, right. Sorry, it's been over a decade since I worked with someone energy-based. The body of solid agents serves as a limiter on what we can do. It needs to be maintained. Furthermore, we cannot operate outside of the body. Oh, I can see how that could be a problem. Uh, back to the timelines, then. Shouldn't we be creating infinite timelines, basically, if we're screwing stuff up? <sighs> yes. So, there are... how many timelines, exactly? Yes! And what differentiates a sector from a timeline? Think of a sector like a starting point. A set of ingredients. The timelines are what gets made. Y wait, hold on. So you mean to tell me there's other versions of my sector? 
Like, one where Nixon never won the presidency, one where Rome never existed, one where we invented the train a thousand years earlier, one where the Halassians never died out? Mmm, no. What do you mean, no? We don't do those sort of manipulations, do we? Oh, no, we do, or we nudge them along, but, um... Pete? This is why we try to avoid talking about timelines in the grand scheme of things. The timelines we act on are the ones which can benefit us, and ultimately we only have access to the timelines that we create. At least, we think so. Kang doesn't think there's any way for someone else to create a timeline, as a change requires entry. Who is Kang? That would be our assistant director. You probably won't ever meet her. Okay, so we do have access to multiple timelines? Obviously! Well, I've heard 358 is very nice in the magical timelines. Oh, oh, hang on, the what now? Malfuhi, what did you think? I didn't like it. I sure hope that goose was worth it. Back to the point? What exactly is this place? Staring at each other is not going to produce an answer, folks. Speak! As the senior member present, I am proud to say that I... Don't know. Well, then who the hell does? Presumably the director. Well, let's ask them. No, can't do that. The director is far above us, out of our purview. What they direct to us is important, and what they do not is... Not. Well, that is the stupidest excuse I have ever heard. It is the truth. And what exactly got us all kidnapped then, huh? Months of observation and our characteristics were determined to be the most beneficial to the interests of Sector Zero with a minimal detrimental effect upon our respective timelines. And what right does the director have to take us? Don't you dare try and weasel your way out answering this time, Phillips. I am getting a damn answer as to why I am here. You are here to serve our interests. You are capable, you are industrious, and you are open to new experiences. And you will follow that which is right in the long run. This is why you are here. And what if I don't want to? You will want to. We save people, Huxley. We save people from barbarians, from themselves, from disaster, from hell-forsaken situations. And my assignment in 438? In 388? What happened to King Ifs? To Verns? To Wolfweight? Damn it, Ruma died almost immediately after we left. We started a war, squashed a perfectly good rebellion. How did that help anyone? Sacrifices must be made sometimes. And in the long run, we help as many people as we can. We tweak the timelines for maximal benefit, but people still die. That is the nature of life. It has an end. And for us, that end comes sooner than it should sometimes. Have we strayed into something else? Indeed we have. Shall we get back to your evaluation? Huxley, Fuki, could you please come into my office? I have a somewhat unorthodox assignment that Kai tells me you are well suited to. Yeah, be right there, Eves. This isn't over, Phillips. I am going to escape this place eventually. Sector Zero was written and created by Lucas Angelo and Alda Idego. This episode featured Lucas Angelo as Huxley, Jonathan Jane as Fuhi, Glory Duda, the entity known as Sam as Phillips, Talmanir as Iris, Lester Simmons as Pete, and Harry Tanning as Eves. This episode was sound designed by Brad Pulbrook, who also voices Carl. 
If you've been enjoying Sector Zero, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sector Zero Pod and consider supporting us on Patreon. We have some very special stuff coming to our patrons soon that you really don't want to miss out on. Visit SectorZeroPod.com slash support for more information. That's what they all say, and they are usually wrong.